Hey, 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 it's B-Rad Celebrity Hairstylist here, your host of the Hairstylist Empowerment Podcast. Today, we have an exciting guest, Cassandra Bache, who is based in Toronto, Canada. She's a creator and entrepreneur of a chemical-free line of Liberty skincare products. She's the fertility visionary and founder of Wanna Get Knocked Up, who gave birth at the age of 45. Wow, that's incredible, uh, Cassandra. And I just want to say thank you and welcome to today's podcast. Thanks. So happy to be here. I love it. Wow, you've got a, an incredible story. Number one, you're, you're an entrepreneur, plus, you know what I mean, having a child at 45 must be <laughs> pretty incredible, which we'll find out later in the podcast. But we'll just start off a little bit by you kind of just telling your story and who you're all about. Okay, I, I, I think we'll talk a little bit more. You said we'll talk more about the fertility later. Exactly. So I'll, yeah, I'll so keep some of that for later, so I'll talk more about Liberty Skincare right now. Exactly. Is that all right? Yep. Oh, sure. Yeah. And just kind of, you know, some little details of, of your life that kind of made you or gave you that entrepreneur spirit. Sure. Well, I was raised by entrepreneurs and, and, you know, like even almost all my aunts and uncles are entrepreneurs. So to be honest, when I started, you know, started pursuing careers, it, there wasn't really other, any other option. Um, and, uh, uh, but I, went to school and I have a biology degree and then I owned bakeries for a really long time. Oh. And yeah, so, and it was really fun. It's bakery sort of cafe type places. And um, I always was developing recipes and, you know, furthering my product line and whatnot. So I, I don't know how many years ago, maybe 10 years ago when I started making my own skincare products for myself, mm -hmm. um, I would just play with the recipes. It's basically, I mean, it's all chemistry. That's all it is. It's really quite simple. And, uh, and so I would play with the recipes and come out with something that worked, something that didn't. I had, I had one product once that failed. It was absolutely gorgeous product, but when you left it in the jar for a while, all of a sudden it would deflate. <laughs> oh, everything just kind of settled right in the bottom. Yeah. And I guess, and I guess that's the thing with skincare. It's a lot of trial and error. It's a absolutely. lot of, you know, I mean, does this work? It doesn't work. Is it for everyone or is it for a certain skin type? And the same, if you're trying it for yourself first, that's you right. get an idea of how it feels, but also what you like as a, as a person. What kind right. of feel you like, if you like, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah so I'll let you absolutely. continue. Yeah. Yes, of course. Um, that's sort of how I developed some of the products in the first place. But just to step back a bit, um, my, both my parents have had cancer mm -hmm. and I worked in the environmental sector. I did go and have a, have a um, government job for many years um, in environment and um I really became aware of all of the toxins in our environment. Apparently babies are born with, with 200 toxins in their bodies the day they're born now. Um, we just can't protect ourselves enough. Mm -hmm. And so over time, we, as a family, to be honest, we became more and more vigilant about mm -hmm. keeping our, our systems as clean as possible. And yes. uh, I mean, cosmetics are a challenge. You know, ha getting food that is that is safe is is a challenge. Um, I actually recently had a conversation with. Um, I use beeswax in a few of my products, not a lot of my products, but a few. Mm -hmm. And um, I've been looking for 
organic beeswax. And there are some that are sold organically. Mm -hmm. uh, but I had a conversation with a woman who, who raises bees and she said she doesn't know why anybody's able to say that because really you can't say it with bees because they travel 75 kilometers mm -hmm. and who knows what crops they touch and what pesticides they're exposed to and then they bring it back and they make honey and they make wax. Mm -hmm. So it's really tricky to, to keep these things out of our system. So uh, when I started, I really wanted some clean creams. Mm -hmm. And when you look at the jars, you can hardly even pronounce most of the things in there. However, in, in every company's defense, there is an, an actual system, naming system, mm -hmm. where like shea butter isn't just shea butter. It has this, you know, really long name that you have to use in the labeling. I so see. you'd actually need to look at that list to actually understand what the heck is in a product. Mm -hmm. But it's really not all just clean and clear. I mean, uh, petroleum products are out. I actually had a friend who, um, he was off work for two years with a chemical sensitivity. And I was with him one day, I, we were we were together, we were going out, and he kept getting cramps in his legs. And he's like, it's as if I'm being exposed to a chemical. It was my hair product. It had petroleum in it, and it was sending his legs into cramping. So with all of these experiences over time, I was like, okay, how do we do, we do it? And I realized I have to do more of it myself. So that's when I started to make them and, uh, and they're, and everybody falls in love with them when they start using them. So they're quite wonderful. And, and then over time I started offering them to my clients, my fertility clients. And it's only recently that I just started putting them out for the rest of the world to enjoy. So it's been really fun actually. Yeah. And I guess actually with the people too, they would start to see the difference because without the chemical base in your product and too, you know, exactly every single ingredient that's in there, as opposed yeah. to some that we buy, like you say, they have these long names and most of us can't pronounce. We don't know what it is. Even yeah. some people that, um, because I work in a product industry that's, yeah. that's organic, but then people are like, I want to see an, org uh, I want to see a, a, an ingredient list, but the same, unless you look them up, you don't yeah. know because they are different names and they're like, well, it's got this and this and this. And, and sometimes too, there's different products that do different things in a, a chemical base than they do if they're obviously just their sort of thing. But obviously right. like who wants, you know, a, a degreaser or who wants, um, what's a, a lot of them they use is the, I'm trying to think. My, my brain is going <laughs> a little blank, but, but yeah, a lot of the petroleums that they use, a lot of um, sulfates they use, especially in hair products, a yeah. lot of the, um, like, even like windshield washer, it has another name, uh, yeah. propylene glycol. Right. right. So there's a lot of products that have that in there, even yeah. some things that you don't think you would need, it, even some foods. It's yeah. like, why do you need this? in here the same with the organic like you said before with the bees but i talked to an apple farmer and he yeah. said the same thing you can't call an apple organic because the roots go deep into the ground and they're pulling all that from especially if they have long roots even if you're not um fertilize if you're not um uh, spraying pesticides and yeah. stuff in your area it's yeah. still being drawn in from other and to say like like now we're so deficient in a lot of our our foods and our you know our energy and same with skincare like a lot of this that we're putting on everything's going directly like you just said your friend with his leg the same yeah. 
the stuff we're putting on up to 65% goes directly right into the bloodstream. So if something like that from a hair product can do that to your leg, imagine what, and doing it daily. And I think for females, it's worse because even showering, you have, you have talc, you have body wash, you have shampoo, you have box color, you have like everything that if you're doing that in the shower, that's all running down your body and probably for yourself too, developing the line so how did you um, come with the name Liberty? Oh, that was, yeah, that, that ended up being kind of the easy part. I, mm-hmm. you know, for me, it was like, okay, how can I get everything out of this? And believe you me, it's not the easiest thing to even find the organic ingredients. Mm-hmm. Um, and I get it as, as clean as I possibly can. Um, but for me, it was like freedom from all of these chemicals and you know liberty is freedom and so it's sort of free of chemicals and just let's keep everything out of it so that's really what i'm that's why liberty Mm -hmm. well and i think that's what people want people want that liberation people want that freedom people are tired and people now Mm -hmm. i think are waking up and they're becoming more aware saying hey i don't want this in my stuff or hey i'm going to start reading ingredients and find out what they are, or I'm going to go to somebody who makes their own and not this big corporate company who says, use this, it's great for you. And meanwhile, you're putting all this on and years later you find you may have health, health issues, uh, sort of thing. I feel like it all adds up, Mm -hmm. right? Like if you, if you can keep, you know, if you, if you only have a limited budget and and you're for your grocery list, Mm -hmm. if you keep, you know, if you just buy organic meat or something like you just, you just Mm -hmm. have to choose. And a lot of people are going to make different choices, but you have Mm -hmm. to choose where you're going to focus. So if it's going to be your skin, you know, my clients can't be putting chemicals on their bodies when they're affecting a, you know, baby that's growing in their belly. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's the priority for them, at least while they're pregnant. Mm -hmm. So I think just everybody needs to sort of make those choices for themselves, but it's really the more you can do for yourself to keep the, the yeah. chemicals out of your body, the yeah. better off you'll be. Yeah, and that's exactly it. I know some people say, well, buying organic food is more expensive. Buying organic products or skincare products are more expensive. But to me, I think the quality is better. Um, in food, the nutrition quality is better. Yes. The In skincare, the same. You don't need as much. So mm-hmm. if you break it down as far as price points, you're actually spending less in the long term. You, yes. may, spend, you may spend a little bit more initially, but yes. then in the long term, you know, that product's going to last you way longer than something that's just mass produced and has a lot of fillers in it, has a lot of water in it, has a lot of detergents in it, mm-hmm. has a lot of filler creams, lanolin, or just other kind of stuff that has irritants, at least then people know. And if you're customizing for someone, um, at least going to you, then it's someone they know they can trust, especially if you're starting with yourself first, you know, if you have sensitivity, okay, it's okay for me. Then you expand to the family and you say, okay, well, I have clients, let them have a try and see if it works for them. And that's a great way to test your market and get some testimonials back and get some feedback and case studies where a lot of them, I think they either do animal testing or they they just put it out on the market and untested and then they just wait for the people to react enough and they'll pull it they'll pull it off (laughs) sort sort of thing so Mm -hmm. with your with your packaging how did you decide what your packaging would look like um does it have any yeah i um i wanted something 
more environmentally sustainable. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like plastics. Um, they're not good for us at all. Uh, we mm-hmm. can't get away from them, but um, mm-hmm. limit it. So I have a glass oh, jar. Perfect. Um, now it has a plastic lid, mm-hmm. but the lid doesn't actually touch the product. No. Um, but I also kind of liked the fact that the, the glass jar is clear. Mm-hmm. Um, now, to be honest, the product does better if you store it in a dark, cool place. Mm-hmm. But I usually store it in my medicine cabinet. So yes. it's in a dark, cool place, right? Mm-hmm. Um, as opposed to on the windowsill. Yeah. Would, um, it, would your products also be okay in the fridge? Or would oh, that absolutely. be you know, absolutely. fine in the fridge as well? Yeah, yeah, and they'll last longer in the fridge. Yeah. Um, the, the thing that I find with having the glass chart, well, yeah. and I've discovered it, it makes it you have to be more careful with put, filling the jars. Uh, so really nice. Oh, so if you have any kind of gaps or air yeah. pockets or anything exactly. like that. So yeah. it makes it more of a challenge for me. But yeah. I feel like it's also sort of in line with the branding of Liberty Skincare. Mm-hmm. I'm not hiding anything. Nope. There's nothing like, look, you can see that mm-hmm. where the, what the product looks like. Mm-hmm. There are no colorings added, no chemicals, no additives no um, preservatives the only thing i use for preservative is vitamin e and essential oil Mm -hmm. and so it's very clean so you can Mm -hmm. see it i I really want to be transparent and so this way it's like right there in the open it's a wonderful idea it also gives people a chance to see how much product they have how they're doing how much they're using for me i'm so super super sensitive so it's nice to have a line where as I say like as far as preservatives I don't think you can ever get away with a product without any type of preservative because I think too using natural products the product would go rancid probably right away that's why you need an essential oil or a tea tree or or whatever your you know secret combination is that kind of works with with your products I like the idea of the glass jar because to me I'll uh, first thing I saw was reusable (laughs) because once that jar is empty I could come back perhaps have it refilled or I can also use that for other you know other things so it's not like the plastic with the BPA that's leaking into the product and then you've got this plastic and then you got to toss it toss it out and doesn't really biodegrade that well but then too with the glass jar there's so many other options that you can use for those those containers right so to me i'm getting a two for one (laughs) that's how i see it you're not only getting a product but you're also getting now another so you're not going to throw that glass jar away but you can also use it for other you know other other things so with coming from an entrepreneur entrepreneur family creating a skincare line um so with that what kind of was the process for you from going from idea to actually having the physical product in your hands? Huh, that's a good question. Well, as I say, I was already making them for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had family members and some of my, my coaching clients sort of encouraging me to, um, to start packaging them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it entailed a bottle of wine and my brother <laughs> out some ideas mm-hmm. and just going for it. Um, yeah. And just, and of course seeing what was available and mm-hmm. like on the market for packaging and, yes. and, uh, and of course what domains were available and, mm-hmm. and I got Liberty skincare. So it was, it was, it was a bit of a family affair. Like my mm-hmm. brother and I were involved. And I think my mother was there. Yeah. I think we were at my parents. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, we were just brainstorming. And then, of mm-hmm. course, then I had to bring it home and see if I could put it into, into yes. play. So, yeah, um, which, which is amazing. And I think that's the thing. You really have to have the passion. You have to, so it's not, not enough just to have an idea. You really yeah. have to have the drive. You really have the, the passion. But you have to really, I think, have some vision to really see kind of the end result. Right. And two, you are, you are the, and I think with any product, any coaching, anything that anyone does, I think you always have to be the result yourself. So if you're using it, then that's the best way to show people rather than, oh, well, I'm the creator, but I don't use it myself. At least if you have gone through your own system, you've used it, you know what it's like, you, you know, and, and you tweak it accordingly. And the same, you probably listen to feedback too. And some people say, wow, I really love this. Or, you know, if you tweak it a little bit, I would like it better. And you kind of take those into considerations, but the same, you have, 14 products in your line now, but you also have a new one. So how do you get the idea for what scents to use Well, or essential the, oils? Yeah. With the scents, I ha- mm-hmm. it was kind of funny. I, one of the most recent, the most recent addition was three different chocolate um, oh. body butters. Chocolate, mm-hmm. um, chocolate mint and chocolate orange. Mm-hmm. And it was literally, I was trying to go to sleep lying there and all of a sudden I was like I have to have a chocolate and (laughs) I discovered the next morning is chocolate essential oil is not that easy to find oh okay (laughs) oh I got this great idea yeah and uh and the chocolate for me is it's kind of funny I mean I have a five-year-old daughter and I'm sort of trying to bring more joy into my life so that I'm not so serious and I can be more playful and joyful with her And I feel like when I have chocolate body butter on my hands, because mm-hmm. I, I reckon they're all hand and body yes. um, butters. And when I have it on my hands, all of a sudden I'll just get a, a smell of chocolate. And when, I, when we talk about the scents, I just want to mention that they're really gently scented. Like mm-hmm. they're really, we're really... Um, yeah, it's not a chemical perfume type no, of No, and yeah. I don't even like to have them super strong so that I, I describe it as I'm scenting them for the user, mm-hmm. not for everyone around them. Oh, uh, okay, yes. Right? So if everybody's so scent conscious now mm-hmm. and, and just scent averse, really. So mm-hmm. I try to be really mindful of that. So with the chocolate, if I go to put my hands up to my mm-hmm. face and I get a, the sniff of it, it mm-hmm. actually will make me smile. It's like, oh, there's that wonderful yeah. chocolate smell without having to eat chocolate. Exactly. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that, that, that would be your dieter's line. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so instead of having the chocolate, you can just take you can it, it, get a few whiffs. But I think chocolate itself, it's the same because it has a lot of the flavoids and it has a lot of the antioxidants and has a lot of the, I think it's one of those feel good kind of scents anyway. And when you smell that chocolate, then it's almost like, because I think you can almost trick your brain because aromatherapy plays a big part with how, like with mood, with things like that, with kind of clearing, you know, um, and that's what people like. And say if they have that, especially if they're going through a journey or just they need that pick-me-up, what better way than kind of, you know, I guess are you having a little bit of stress with the kids? <laughs> just put the cream on and then just kind of you fan yourself and you're, <laughs> you can have your little, your little break and stuff like that. I think even, too, at the office at work, if, I don't know if you have a little travel size, but even have something there, they can kind of, you know, breathe it in. Maybe, I, I'm not sure, maybe something later you would want to do is just say if you found that right chocolate um 
right chocolate oil, you could have like a little inhaler where you just okay. have the little like the stick, you just yeah. and you're done or a little, you know, put some bee, beeswax yeah. in the chocolate and <laughs> you're good to go. See, my mind, my mind never. <laughs> never stops. <It's> awesome. <laughs> so it keeps going. But, yeah. but you also speak as well at, at different events. So I tell do. me, tell me about a, an event. So you just did Fearless Women. So you can tell me a little bit more about that event and kind of what your part was in it. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so there, there are, there's an organization called One Woman, mm -hmm. and it's basically set up to, to show, to empower women, to show that one woman can make a difference. Mm -hmm. And um, they are hosting um, Fearless Women's Summit. Now it's going global. Oh, so wow. um, this past year, it's just been across Canada. And, and now they're going global. So they're going, going down into California and, and a number of the states, and they're going to the UK. Um, they might be going into Europe. I, I, I'm not sure, but they're doing, like they're getting invited to all these places. Mm -hmm. And um, it's really about empowering people to show what you're able to achieve when, you know, when the stakes look like they're stacked mm -hmm. against you. Um, and so the first one that I went to was in Halifax oh, and wow. it was supposed to be 200 people mm -hmm. and it was 650. <laughs> so, so standing room only literally you know, it wall was to huge. wall. Yeah. And the energy there was unbelievable. Mm -hmm. That was, that yeah. turned out to be their largest one in Canada <gasps> in Halifax. <laughs> so it was amazing. And just yeah. different people got up and shared their story and, um, and how they've managed to, you know, sort of turn things around and make a really great life for themselves. And mm -hmm. I was on that stage. Now, Mpumi yeah. Nobiva, have mm -hmm. you heard of her? Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. I'm better, I'm better visually than I am with... That's okay. She's I'd probably just see her, I would know who she is. Yeah, she's one of Oprah Winfrey's mentees. Oh, and, okay, yes. Uh, yeah. And, uh, and she's lovely. So I got to share the stage with her. She was, she's a dynamic speaker. Mm -hmm. Um, so it was really amazing to go and share my story with all with 650 mm -hmm. women. Um, mm -hmm. and I spoke at a number of the other ones too, and, um, really explain how, um, I was able to turn my life around and have a baby at 45 mm -hmm. where the odds were stacked against me. So it was really incredible. So, and I speak at other places. I just spoke at the whole life show this past weekend. Mm -hmm. um, and then this Friday I'm speaking at, I have to look at my notes. So I don't oh, tell sure. you the wrong thing. No. <laughs> Feel good women's show. I think it's mm -hmm. called. Um, yeah. Feel good women's show. And uh, so really amazing. It, I mean, part of it is just goes to the point that it's so amazing how many events are happening for women to, mm -hmm. to really find our voice and really get sink into our power kind of thing. So, um, so it's been a wonderful opportunity and I'm, I'm going to be pursuing more. Um, mm -hmm. when we start talking about the fertility a little bit more, yes. my, um, I feel that my work can support the work of other alternative therapy practitioners mm -hmm. like naturopathic doctors, acupuncturists, yes. why not? So I'm, I'm starting to pursue speaking to them as a community. So like at their conferences and whatnot. Yes. Um, so that's, that should be amazing mm -hmm. going forward because I think it's important to do. 
Of course, and you and you certainly need. Well, even my own, as I say, I used to. I was the host, television host of a show called The Wellness of Being. Um, mm -hmm. But the same sort of thing. We were looking for more um, healthy alternatives to what's already out there, and it's amazing what you can find that's that's out there because the show did so well. I actually got extended. And the oh. show ran for, for three years, right? So, which you can still find some of the shows online. But that's why I want to continue with what we're doing now. So, even though this is a hairstylist empowerment podcast, hairstylist because, number one, uh, that's what I do. But also, I'm also in the health and wellness. But this podcast is really for anyone because we're all people first. Our jobs, our titles, our labels are all <laughs> secondary. And I don't really believe in labels anyway. But, you know, we're all people first and we all need empowerment. And obviously, from a group that was only supposed to be two something to over 600, obviously there, there's women that need to be empowered. There's people that need to be empowered. And everybody has a story. And that's why with doing podcasts, doing talks, doing speeches, it's a great way to share your story and empower because some people think, well, I don't have a story. I just live a normal, ordinary life. But you never know how that one thing may change. And somebody listening on this podcast today, hearing your words may, and then all of a sudden the light goes on. And it's like, I don't have to be where I'm at. I don't have to be stuck here. I don't have to be in this situation, you know, mm -hmm. and as we go forward, and maybe that's what some people are listening to too, that they've had struggles with fertility and to say where they are, they've always been told if you don't have kids young, you know, it, it's too late by then or well, you know the different scenarios or if there's people that are trying to have kids that just can't for whatever, you know, reason. So I'll get you to go into a little bit more and maybe give your background story on kind of how the uh, fertility visionary and the founder of Want to Get Knocked Up kind of came about. Sure, of course. Um, well, I was 42 um, when my last relationship started to show that it definitely wasn't going to. <laughs> <laughs> it's not happening. Let's get no. out. <laughs> and, I, and I realized that I was at a crossroads. I had a decision to make. I had to either risk being childless mm -hmm. or become a single mother by choice. Mm. And for me, I always wanted to have a child. So I was very committed to, to having a baby. And so I started that process. And um, I mean, I saw every natural practitioner you can think of that might affect fertility, mm -hmm. like chiropractic, a naturopath, acupuncture, Mayan abdominal massage. Mm -hmm. I saw a shaman. Like I, I ended yeah. up on a spiritual journey I wasn't expecting at all. No. <laughs> at all. That's and, probably, that's uh, probably yeah. a story on its own. Absolutely. <laughs> and I'm, I'm a preacher's kid. So yes. <laughs> that woo-woo stuff was really not what I was expecting. Yeah. That was awesome. <laughs> and, um, and so I started doing all of these wonderful things for myself and doing the artificial inseminations, and it still wasn't happening. And, mm. I mean, I felt incredibly um, – I felt like part of my purpose was to become a mother. Mm -hmm. So it, it, it was a big disconnect for me. How can I feel like this is a big part of my purpose? It's the only thing that I've always been certain of in my life, mm -hmm. um, that I would be a mom. And, and I, oh, and I was a fur baby mom for, I still okay. am. I have a dog behind me. It's, yes. one, it's him. Okay. <laughs> um, but I've always had dogs kind of to keep that, yeah. that maternal instinct in check. Mm -hmm. 
but I, I was very determined to have a baby. So it didn't make sense to me why it wasn't happening. I was doing everything right, everything for my body. And yet it still wasn't happening. Um, I describe it as, and of course mine was medically mm-hmm. done too, right? Cause I was yes. doing it on my own. I describe mm-hmm. it as the, the medical professionals are amazing at getting the equipment working. So mm-hmm. the reproductive system, they work miracles. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then you have the alternative therapy practitioners who are amazing at get, getting the body functioning optimally. And, uh, and then nobody deals with this, with the mm-hmm. mindset and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So after, after two years of trying for myself and starting to lose hope, mm-hmm. I, um, I upped my game to, and I committed to two rounds of IVF, mm-hmm. two because I had two vials of sperm left okay. and at $700 yep. a pop. Exactly. You're going to make sure you're going to use it. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the second reason was that I was given a six or 7% chance of conceiving. Wow. Wow. It's really low. And, <laughs> yeah. So and not even 50, 50. It's like pretty no. much it, it's not going to happen exactly. by, by their rating. Yeah. No. <laughs> so I was sort of starting to sweat. And uh, the first round of IVF, I thought for sure I'm pregnant. I saw two little embryos being transferred into my uterus. And I'm like, oh, it's got to work now. Yes. Mm-hmm. And yet it didn't. I was like, mm. oh, crap. And, and to be honest, it was harder to recover from that than the artificial insemination. Because in the artificial insemination, I don't even know if egg and sperm ever met. Exactly. Yeah. But with this, those two little embryos had to mm-hmm. die. I and see. that hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, so then the second round came around. And by this point, I'm, I'm kind of like scraping myself off the floor. Like I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm, I'm showing up because I committed to it. Mm-hmm. But if I hadn't already committed and they weren't sort of calling me and telling me, okay, your appointment's this yep. day. You got to come. Yeah. I might not yep. that's, how, that's how hard it was. And uh, so I started the process for the second one. It was the day one of my, my second round of IVF. Mm-hmm. And I thought I, I had this like light bulb moment. I realized I'm terrified of letting go of the two parent family. Uh... Terrified. That the fellow that I had had been seeing before was kind of in and out of my life, and I was like hanging on to him for with for dear life because I thought he should be the other parent. Mm-hmm. I actually was was my I was almost going to let my fear of letting go of that two parent family win over having a baby. Mm-hmm. So I realized I had to shift my mindset and be all in the single parent family for it to actually work. I had to change the energy completely, and I. And I did that in that moment. I said goodbye to him for good. Mm-hmm. And I was all in. And I was pregnant two weeks later for the very first time in my life. Well, that's amazing. Just that's like amazing. That. But it really shows you how just some mental thoughts or your, your perspective, like you can self-sabotage so easily when you're like, why isn't this working? But you're creating your own blockage. Right. right? And until you yeah. get over that, like you say, if they weren't, if they didn't keep calling you and you would have just said, well, you know, I've lost to, I'm done with this. I'm not going to worry about it. My percentage so low anyway. There's a lot of self-talk obviously that you can just, okay. and then you just keep going down that, that spiral. Yeah. But, but at least you said I'm committed, <laughs> you know, oh. and you, and you just went because what really do you have to lose? Oh, absolutely. You know, but I think the big part is getting rid of what's no longer serves you. 
So even having that two-parent family, which we're all used to, you have to have two parents, two kids, a dog, a white picket fence, like everything that's supposed to make a happy, normal family. But but you know the paradigm has shifted, and it's so yeah. different now. And as I say, I'd rather have one strong, loving parent than two that are barely there. <laughs> right. Can I, can I share a little bit of crazy? You sure can. Yep. It, this is awesome. So, so I was – I got pregnant. I have a beautiful five and a half year old daughter named Sandy. Love her to death. And when she was about two, I thought there are opportunities to reach out to other donor siblings. Mm -hmm. And I thought I'll reach out and see if there's anybody out there. Mm -hmm. Well, you're going to laugh at this. There are 105 of them <gasps> that we know of. There's going to, oh, sorry, 104 in total. <laughs> there's one on the way. And we had, we had dinner with the sperm donor last night. <gasps> so here, at one point, I was feeling a little bit sorry for my daughter because uh -huh. she could be an only child. And That's right. You won't know who. Yep. Mm -hmm. No, boo-hoo. No, she's got 104 half-siblings. Yes. <laughs> so it's incredible. And we meet up with a lot of them. So we're mm -hmm. getting to know them over time. It's quite like... <laughs> I went from making this decision for myself mm -hmm. and really struggling. I had to overcome this whole, mm -hmm. I had to let go of that two parent family mm -hmm. in order to achieve this result. Yeah. And once I did now it opened up so much more. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's really powerful. <laughs> wow. That's absolutely incredible. Like to, to think that the, like over a hundred just kind of out there, but at least you making that choice you gave, you know, your daughter, this life now that she may have never had and yeah. the wonderful joys of having a child and going through the pains and going through the joys and the tears and the happiness and the, you know what I mean? And, and obviously too, because if she's like, like as she grows, there's going to be more stuff. There's going to be teen years. There's going to be all that kind of exciting stuff that when you were a kid with your parents, <laughs> you try to get away with. Totally. I had one sibling who was about my parents. Yes. She's got Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's incredible. So, so it's really so, fun. So with your coaching and the, yeah. the want to get knocked up, is this yeah. something that, is it one of your core principles in there? Because I think with, uh, want to get knocked up the the organization that you have I think mindset would be one of the major things in it that mm. I, I it's not enough that you can't get but I think what it is is like not that you can't say is because they say well you just can't but I think too with the mindset like yourself as soon as you change your mindset things started changing yeah. opening up doing all that kind of stuff so what is, in essence is, is want to get knocked up okay well, mindset is huge, and, and I just want to touch on that for a minute. I've been doing research on um, subconscious versus conscious, and we like to think that we're running the show all the time in our, in our conscious minds. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's been more wrong. Mm -hmm. they, they, uh, depending on whose research you look at, the subconscious is running the show between 95 and 99% of the time. Mm. And they've even done research and, and watched – um, monitored the brain and the subconscious mm -hmm. and then had you think about doing something and your brain is actually processing it before you've had the thought. So you're actually starting to, oh. to get the signals that like, say I'm going to get up and walk over mm -hmm. there. 
your, your brain has actually sent this, started to send the signals before you've actually thought, I'm going to get up and walk over there. Okay. So yes. it's, like, it's a chicken or egg thing. It's yeah, really it's, the subconscious running the show. So um, the work that we do, if your subconscious isn't on board, mm-hmm. even if your conscious is, but your co- subconscious is running the show 95 mm-hmm. to 99% of the time, how likely do you think you're going to achieve it? Right. So exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, the same with the, with the scenario you just presented because yeah, it's getting, cause by the time you have that thought, I'm going to get up, your body just gets up. If right. your brain was running it, you're like, now I have to move my leg. Now I have to move the other leg. Now I have to put my arms on the thing. So you're not doing a step-by-step process in your mind. Your body just does it because yeah. it's ready. It's all ready to to go you know and i think there's whole like even running more so as you say your subconscious but more the spiritual side and things like that of uh, how the universe goes and how everything works and how everything there's a divine plan and all that kind of that kind of stuff it's probably something we could talk hours on (laughs) but you but but it's been so amazing so far and the, the information you have and i know that that a lot of people are going to be helped by this. As I say, sometimes these little things and maybe that the little point about the mindset or a little, or somebody's like, so at 45, did you find it challenging at, at, at that time in your life to have a child or you're so excited just to be able to conceive that oh, you're yeah. like the joy over preceded the, <laughs> I had a great pregnancy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did call it my life of leisure because, mm-hmm. of course, I was 45, so yes. most days I could go to work, I could mm-hmm. function, yep. I'd just come home and I wouldn't have an extra energy to, like, do anything at home mm-hmm. other than rest. Exactly. I didn't necessarily need to sleep. Like, I wasn't necessarily mentally tired, no. but my body was. Um, yeah. And I delivered at home. I had my baby oh. at home. Oh, wow. Phenomenal. Oh. So, um, so did you have a doula or did you have... I had a doula and a... two midwives. They give you a midwife oh. for yourself and a midwife okay. for the baby. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, wow. Yeah. Okay. The midwife for the baby shows up when you're really close to actually... Mm-hmm. Yeah, ready to deliver. Yep. But it was incredible. And it's like this rite of passage for mm-hmm. as a woman. It's like, wow, I actually got through that. There were two moments that yes. I thought I wouldn't. And they, uh, the, my team talked to me through it. They were like, we know you can't. <laughs> But it was amazing. Um, and, uh, and yeah, being a mom, there are different things. Like, no, I don't have as much energy as I would have if I was 25. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. Yes. But I also have more, probably more patience, more money. I've been yeah. home with my daughter, though, you know, the majority of the time I've been working mm-hmm. from home, you know, doing yes. things. Um, whereas if I'd had her at 25, I would have been working all the time. Right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's, it's just a different time in your life but it's really magical and and to connect with other families who have their their kids older too it's really neat to just see how it's a more mindful time now I know there are young people who are mindful and and mm-hmm. whatnot as well so I don't want to claim that no claim no that. that's not just ours no. but um certainly then a lot of a lot of younger parents, it's been, I've had the opportunity to be more mindful just because I'm in a different place. So exactly. Yeah. It's really amazing. And, and if I can go back to the, sure the can. Coaching a little mm-hmm. bit. Okay. Yep. Um, so mindset is huge and that's where you have sort of the aha. And, and one of the things that I talk about is that we don't always know what we don't know. Like, even though I was going through the steps of mm-hmm. becoming a single mother by choice, I didn't actually realize I was still, fully attached to that two parent family. 
That was hiding from me. And I call that the blind spot. And we work out to clear those kinds of fears. Mm -hmm. Um, But then there's also, I've done some research on the mindset of athletes. And um, there's a lot of research coming out of Johns Hopkins University into the mindset of, of athletes and Olympians. And if you think about it, so these people are are working to perform at the highest level, the most Mm -hmm. elite level in the world, possibly ever. Mm -hmm. They can't have their grocery list pop into their mind while they're skiing down a a hill in in the Olympics, right? They spend a huge amount of time mastering their mindset. Of course, you have to be so focused and you have nothing that can pull you off that yeah. you know, off that, that vision, or if you're there to win, or if you're on the team, exactly. So I'll let you continue. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, and they even, they even talk about how they can't, their, their, their conscious system is actually too slow to make decisions as they're going down a hill, let's say, just using that example. So they're actually having to just use intuition and all of these other things that are helping them get down that hill and there's even um there are even some people who talk about using an athlete's mindset to conquer cancer so there's something to be said for the athlete's mindset and it's really Mm -hmm. um if you think about it say you want to run a marathon uh you know anybody can well not anybody but a lot of people can run a marathon uh if they want to no interest here whatsoever. Me either. <laughs> yeah. But if you make that decision, okay, the, the marathon's on this date. Now I need to figure out what I need to do to get to that date, right? I need to, I need to do some training. I probably need to, to get the right gear. Like there are a bunch of steps. And this goes for so many things in life. You want a job, you know, you, you want to become a doctor, whatever. You're going to figure out the steps that you need to do, and you're going to start putting them in place and taking them. And the same goes for having a baby. It's not just, okay, let's have a baby. And, I mean, don't get me wrong, that works for a lot of people, but it doesn't work for everyone. Um, it's not just, I'm going to have a baby, and we just start having sex mm-hmm. and hope for the best. You, yeah. you, there are steps you can take. And I work really hard to empower people to play a more active role in this process. There are mm-hmm. so many things that people can be doing for themselves that the medical doctors don't necessarily tell them about. Because as I said, they are like superheroes when it comes to the, the reproductive system. Mm-hmm. So that, that is their area of focus. So it's not to criticize them at all. They no. work miracles. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have a baby if it weren't for them. Yes. Uh, but there's more to it and there are lots of things that people can be doing, you know, and, and there's so much information out there. It's even wading through it all. So things like, um, if you have more or more than four or five as a woman, if you have more than four or five alcoholic beverages a week, you Mm -hmm. decrease your chance of conceiving by 50%. Oh, wow. Kind of a big deal. Yeah. Of course, if you're 22 and you have more than four or five mm-hmm. in a night, you might get pregnant. You probably mm-hmm. increase your chance of getting pregnant. But mm-hmm. <laughs> just <laughs> right, if you're not yeah. thinking straight. But it <laughs> depends on where you're at. Like a lot mm-hmm. of my clients end up being sort of 35 to 45, mm-hmm. and uh, and that's when more of the you have to have more of a, a strategy. You have to be more mm-hmm. careful. We work on stress management. We live in an incredibly stressful time. And we don't even realize how much is stress, right? Like we think that it's not that stressful. We don't feel that stressful. Mm -hmm. But it's just that as opposed to 100 years ago where, you know, stress was down here, 
we're like operating up here as the constant, mm-hmm. right? Exactly. So we work on stress management and we work on a di- number of different strategies for to to change systems in your life and your lifestyle habits and all kinds mm-hmm. of things and your diet and things like that in addition to do the mindset work. Well, and exactly. And I think I think diet too has a big because of the stuff you eat, you eat a lot of crap, crap in, crap out. And that's going to change your thought process. It's going to change your level of energy. It's going to change a lot of things that people don't think. I think we're constantly adapting and constantly coping as a mechanism, as a standard. Like I think, and like you said, people don't realize they're stressed, but they are because they've been at that high level for so long and eventually those mechanisms are going to break down, which mm-hmm. I believe you probably help people with yeah. because, or they don't realize, oh, I've been just, you know, taking everything out of me and, and why not? I mean, I think we're here to have life, to enjoy it, you know, to be fulfilled, to, to have that. It's not just about working nine to five, Monday to Friday, you know, you have, or work a second job, a third job, you know, and, and to have a child, but you know, with having a child too, there's lots of other things that come with it. Yes, there's also the joy, but there's also the financial responsibilities. There's also the, my kid can't date till they're 35. (laughs) (laughs) And your daughter now will say, I have five boyfriends. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, but it's so great when they're kids because when they're kids, they like you or they don't, and they tell you up front, "Well, oh, I don't like you anymore." Well, now I like you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I think adults should adapt some of those things, and with kids too. They're free. I know my niece. She used to like spin while we're getting groceries. She would spin down the aisle. They're just free. They don't care. But as we get older, we don't do that anymore. We're not, we're not as fun. We're not enjoying life. We're just, we have to be serious because we're adults. And mm-hmm. I, I really believe there is a difference between being childish and childlike. But I think one thing is we shouldn't get rid of those childlike qualities as adults. We should no. still embrace, enjoy, you know all the stuff there there is wow it's like oh our hour is like it's just oh, right. it's like we're yeah oh, i know it goes it go it goes fast but i know you had some products with you so if you yeah. want to kind of talk a little bit more show some of the products that you have and and uh, some of the delights for our our listeners to kind of see or at least hear and and envision yeah sure i have so i have a number of sort of hand and body butters Um, And as I said before, I have the chocolates and I also have lavender and um, Au Naturel, which just has the scents of the the butters and oils in them. Mm -hmm. And uh, and then I have another scent that I'm forgetting, mint and cinnamon. And uh, and they're they're wonderful. And they just they melt on your skin and you don't need very much. In fact, it was really cute. I had uh, a young fellow who came to my booth. Mm-hmm. at the yoga and wellness show and he, he put a little bit on his hands but it was a little bit too much so okay. he, he ended up covered in his hands so he was rubbing it all over his face oh, yeah. yeah. hair it was really yeah. funny and two women came and bought some because of watching him put it all put over it him. all over himself <laughs> so that was really sweet and then I also have some face creams. Um, mm-hmm. Our biggest seller is the Frankincense face cream. And, oh, sorry, yes. Because Frankincense is amazing for your skin, isn't it? Amazing it for anti-aging properties and, and that sort of thing. Exactly. Yeah. And it's also got um, – um, it also can help your – it's good for brain health. Oh, and brain okay. So I kind of – I was thinking – I've actually had a couple of head injuries. 
Mm -hmm. So I was thinking you put it on your face, you're breathing it. It's it's a win-win. And uh, and I have two other scents in our our face cream, which are Au Natural again, just for people who don't want any added scent, Mm -hmm. and um, Citrus Swirl. And Mm -hmm. these are lovely, and um, they all have... um, all of a sudden, I've forgotten the name. Rosehip oil and seed buckthorn oil, which are also oh. great for like even coloring okay. and anti-aging, wrinkles, mm-hmm. all of that good stuff. Um, and they're very popular. Uh, I'm in the process of developing one that will probably be more expensive because mm-hmm. it will have even more of, yeah, these, more of uh, the ingredients in it. Yeah. And a new one that I'm, I'm playing around, mm-hmm. a new ingredient that I'm playing around mm-hmm. with. And, uh, and that'll be even more anti-aging because mm-hmm. that seems to be our big concern. Yeah. <laughs> so with your products, are they a cream base or are they more solid and then they kind of melt um, as you put them into your hands? I find that they, they um, when I'm, of course, I used to be mm-hmm. stone bakeries. When, yes. I'm, when I'm putting it into the jars, it's like the consistency of buttercream icing. Okay. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. And, but once it's in there, some, some of them, um, tend to just kind of set up. So they're a little bit, they're not hard, but they're Mm -hmm. just a little bit firmer. Firmer. Um, Okay. You get put a little bit on your skin. It starts to melt. Okay. Perfect. Blends right in. Yeah. So if somebody purchases it, they open it up, they know, and they're expecting to get a cream and it's a little bit more firm. They know that it's still okay. But Absolutely. you have the lavender for relaxation. You yeah. have the natural for people that have sensitivities. Right. The, the cinnamon, which is like a warm, warm yeah. notes. It's also um, cinnamon is, I think you uh, checked out your website, but it's like you have a tingling cinnamon. Yeah. yeah. It, it's so a ting- that tingling, um, but cinnamon is also. your skin. It's more your senses. Oh, tingle the senses. But yeah. cinnamon for men is an aphrodisiac. You know what? I didn't this, know that. This FYI. Oh, they're selling it to men. Well, so no wonder that guy was putting it all over. (laughs) It it. does hair, face, and body. So it's even like a pomade you can use. Yeah. I actually got asked to to develop some products for hair. Yeah. So which which is nice too. And say of the citrus. So citrus, a lot of times, citrus is good for lifting your mood, like especially any kind of tangerines, orange, lemon are also good. Grapefruit is usually great for weight loss. So there's a lot of different ones and aromatherapy you know um, plays a big part and rosehip is amazing buckhorn buckhorn i don't know as much but you know i mean it's it's i'm glad that i can find something that doesn't because i'm super super sensitive and i did test your products out i saw you so we met at um so i'll give a shout out to cindy ashton so cindy ashton had an event um innovation on cork so if you don't know cindy definitely check her out she has a television show called cindy on cork her new one innovation on cork which you were interviewed for so can you tell me a little bit about the the interview with cindy and how that went for sure. Can I also work in that I have some mom and baby products as well? You sure can. Belly <laughs> yeah. balm, nipple yeah. cream, because nursing yeah. isn't always the easiest, and baby bum bum. So those are my three at the moment for mamas. So um, are those more for rashes? Are they more for, do you have something for stretch marks? Do you have the belly balm is for stretch marks. Okay. And to be honest, when your skin's being stretched that much, mm-hmm. it's incredibly itchy. So okay. it'll help with, with the discomfort. So, and uh, and then the nipple cream is just because mm-hmm. babies don't always get it right when they first okay. start latching. 
So and is that more for sensitivity then? It's the, actually the cream? nipples can become cracked and oh, irritated okay. and incredibly oh. dry and chapped okay. and sore. So okay. it's for that. So oh, so you can imagine. So where does a nipple go in a baby? Exactly. Mm -hmm. So it's got to be as pure as possible. And yeah. I can't even put um, essential oils in that because essential oils aren't good for. No, and especially if it's going into the skin, you right. want to make sure that they don't. But with your belly balm, yeah. so could you use that even if somebody had stretch marks um, under their arms? Because there's some people too that do weight loss, but they get stretch mm -hmm. marks like under the arms, they get yeah. it on the belly, things like that. So it'd be nice to have something. So it's not just for females, yeah, males could use it. Because yeah. I know with some clients that I have, some people that have had weight loss, or they did a lot of building, bodybuilding, mm -hmm. then they lost the weight or lost the, the bulk, mm -hmm. then they had now these stretch marks yeah. from, from, you know, the expansion of the skin. Yeah. So, so it shows that yeah. you have a multi-purpose kind of line, Absolutely. you know, as well. So, so basically, yeah. yeah, if we can recap the, the kid stuff, because I have a good friend who just, you know, just had a kid four months old. Awesome. So, so maybe that's something would yeah. be a nice holiday gift. Oh, for sure. And the baby <laughs> bomb bomb is awesome because yeah. like a lot of the, the baby products still have petroleum, them, petroleum mm -hmm. in them. So yes. this is like Vaseline, right? Mm -hmm. So this is, uh, it actually creates a barrier between, you know, lovely skin of a baby's bottom mm -hmm. and, uh, and the diaper and all the contents of the diaper. So, yes. um, and it will heal up any diaper oh. rash. Perfect. Because I think that's the biggest thing. And not everybody, I think, wants to powder their child with talcum and things no, like that, which has a lot of toxins and carcinogens in it anyway. Right. So yes. I think with the bomb, it would be much better. It's a lot softer on the skin, especially if it does have those healing properties. It's kind of nice. And you're not putting toxins because I think kids, like you said, they already have what did you say? Did you say 200? 200 toxins yeah. when they're 200 born. toxins already. Plus two, they have like baby shampoos and all that kind of stuff that all have carcinogenic ingredients in them. Mm -hmm. They say safe for the eyes, but what they do is they pH it to the eyes, but not to everything else. Right. And it ends up, you know, harming everything else. And as I say, there's oh. lots of stuff, you know, in that, but it's nice to have clean, chemical-free alternative right. that people can go to. So if someone wanted to find it, where would they go to shop Liberty, online? LibertySkincare.com. Okay, perfect. So yeah. that's simple, easy. That's um, they can order. Do you ship globally or do you ship certain areas? Or I, I can ship globally. Okay. So if yeah. somebody contacts you, they purchase, um, okay. and your site is in Canadian funds? Yes, it is. Okay. So then they would pay in Canadian funds. You would do the shipping for them. You would send it out and yeah. they would get it, um, you know, as fast as the delivery can take. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I'm sorry, yeah. I didn't mean to hijack the, the, the uh, comment about Cindy's event. I, no, 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 <laughs> no. So, Cindy, if you're listening. <laughs> yes. I'll give you a shout out now, yes. Cindy Ashton is amazing. She's an amazing yeah. actor. She's an amazing speaker. Um, as I say, she has her own television show, Cindy Uncorked, her new yeah. show, Innovation Uncorked, which I think, what was it, 190 million people your interview was going out to. So yes. when she was doing that, um, if you are a speaker, as I say, this isn't really a plug for Cindy, but I know Cindy and you know Cindy personally, but yeah. check out Speaker Stardom. So it's her mm -hmm. own agency. And she really, if you want to, if you are a speaker or need coaching as a speaker, Cindy is the one to go to. Plus, if you catch her CD, 
I played in my car all the time. In my, I have a background as an actor, so of course I know all the <laughs> the show awesome. tunes and all that kind of stuff and yeah. say health and wellness because I had my own wellness spa. So it's amazing how people kind of all connect together. So what would be your next, before we close, what would, what is your next event coming up? So the next immediate event that you're speaking the, at. The Feel Good Women's Show. I have three yeah. different events this weekend. The Feel oh, Good really? Women's yeah. Show. So if you can, um, do you have the locations or the dates or we can also post them under the video as well. Okay. Yeah. The, um, do you want me to give them to you now or just give them to you and you can post them under the video? Yeah, so if you just say it now, we'll, we'll do both. Okay. So we'll have it online so people can listen to it and cool. we'll also post it underneath. So before this airs, at least people have a chance to kind of catch you where, awesome. where you're speaking at. Well, this Friday I have the Feel Good Women's Show and I'll have to provide you with the location because yeah. I can't remember. Yeah, that's no um, problem. And then I'm actually going to, and this will be really interesting. Mm -hmm. I'm going to the South Southbrook Retirement Community. Oh, really? I've been there. Have you? <laughs> oh, I have actually. I have. Yeah. yeah. I happened. don't stay there, but I've been there. Well, it, 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 I think it should be really interesting to, to yes. I'm taking my, my products to them mm -hmm. to see if they like them too. Because, yes. of course, I get a certain demographic who try them of and whatnot. Course. So it's that it's a little bit of an experiment these days. Mm -hmm. And then on Sunday, I'm doing the market, which is okay. a, like an artisan event in Toronto. Mm -hmm. So oh, um, yeah, and uh, it's at 192 Spadina. So, but I'll share those with you. And, and yeah, and I'm then we'll list everything website. underneath with all your links everywhere where people Perfect. can go. Any yeah. of your social media handles will have all that that done as well. So one thing I do like to ask my guests in closing, because it is an empowerment podcast, what would be your words of empowerment for our audience? Oh, wow. It's really about standing in your power and taking action. Um, I think we, we spend a lot of time thinking about things and not moving forward. And, and I love the saying, fail fast. So you, you get in there, take action, and if you're going to fail, that's okay, because then you get to move on to the next one, which could be the success. So really just keep moving forward as opposed to, I think the way our society is set up, we can be really stuck. For a really long time, you know, show up to that nine to five job, and, you know, day in, day out and plan for the trip that maybe will happen, you know, in five years, but then five years comes and goes. Like, I think just take action and be in your power. Mm -hmm. And that's amazing words of wisdom. Exactly. Get off that hamster wheel going around mm -hmm. and around and around because any vision of the future, unless you get off that wheel, there's no way that you can kind of look forward. So I'd like to say thank you, Cassandra, mm -hmm. for being on the Hairstylist Empowerment Podcast. I want to say thank you, everyone listening today. And hopefully we can have Cassandra back and do a Facebook Live um, if she has the time. I know she's a very busy person. So but, but it's nice to interact live. So basically, you're listening to the audio now. Um, we're starting something new on Mondays where we're going to do premiere video on YouTube where you can come. We go through the whole entire interview that we just saw, but we'll be on and you can type in your comments. You can connect. You can do that. And we'll have the, the dates and time 
uh, right under. So I want to say thank you. I'm your host, Brad Poirier of the Hairstylist Empowerment Podcast, and we'll see you next time.